Hello, hello. I'm Natalie Baugh, your host of It's All Light, and today's episode is a chat with Nat episode, which happens about once a month. And I'm so excited today because in all the episodes prior to this one, there's been little hints of, oh, I just learned that in my Seven Habits seminar, and I want to just give an overview of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Effective People because these are things that have really started to change my life and things I want to focus on. And if you've read the book, this will be a great refresher. If you haven't, I hope this summary will spark you to to dive a little deeper into what these habits mean and do for you in your life. So to preface, this is a book as well as a course designed by Stephen R. Covey and I was lucky enough to participate in a four-day seminar and there were fun videos of Stephen Covey from the 90s that teach these principles and he would go do trainings and it's it's pretty incredible when you when you dive into it and I absolutely loved it and I want to share what I learned. So the first the first thing is just a preface to the habits and it's to help you be effective and live a better life and it talks about just who's your character and how this makes you who you are by doing these seven habits. So people who live by character ethic have strong roots, deep roots, they withstand the stresses of life, and they keep growing and progressing. So our character ethic really means just just who we are as a person and what you do when no one is around instead of who we appear to be by others. But it's living a life by principles, and principles are unchanging. And we can reflect on what principles guide our life and how are we doing. And that's the first three habits is is becoming independent. And those three habits create private victories in our lives. So we'll jump right in. The first habit is being proactive. And being proactive is, is kind of is set up set on top of the principles we've established for our lives and our principles aligned with our values and once we kind of have a good idea of of what we stand for then we can start to get our mindset into a proactive one and proactivity I think to me the biggest thing that stood out to me was making the decision beforehand so then when you get there you're already ready to have that decision be made so sometimes that's saying okay you know what like maybe a few nights before you're saying, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. And then the night before you're like, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. And that's already set in stone. You've already made that decision and it's easier to get up in the morning. And you decide like, first thing I'm going to do is turn on my light. I'll be woken up. I'll have my alarm with a certain certain song or whatever you do. And you you do whatever you need to do to be proactive. And it's it's it's... Being self-aware, I think, is the biggest first step. And what helps that is you have a stimulus and then a middle section and then your response. And in the middle is your freedom to choose. You get to decide how you react to thoughts. You get to respond to your own thoughts, to others' thoughts, and in any circumstance or experience or situation that could be the stimulus. Then you can can learn to be self-aware before you respond. So... Four, four things to help us in the middle, the freedom to choose, is being self-aware, our imagination, our conscience, and our independent will. And those four human endowments, is what Stephen R. Covey called them, can propel us to just have a greater outcome and a greater response that then propels us for the rest of the habits. So I could go on and on because I love just creating that pause from the stimulus that allows us to then decide, giving us 
giving ourselves that space to to be better and one thing I loved was responsibility response how we respond how how we respond is our responsibility and we can take action and that leads us to the second habit which is begin with the end in mind so we've used our imagination we've paused we're self-aware then we realize what do we want where do we see ourselves what vision do we have in our lives and this is fun because you can create a mission statement for your life what is your mission statement what is like guiding guiding principles in our lives and one quote said we detect rather than invent our missions in life and that was by Viktor Frankl who wrote Man's Search for Meaning which is an incredible book I just finished and and yeah really our life has divine purpose that we can discover and it's it's pretty incredible so here's just some example of mission statements that I love just to get your mind sparked and going so it's like, I want to be the kind of person my dog already thinks I am. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh every chance you get. Love everyone you meet. Learn from mistakes. Live simply. Keep believing in yourself. To strive honestly and joyfully to become the absolute best version of myself that is possible while sharing all that I have to offer with the world and people around me. You'll hear a wonderful mission statement in next week's episode with my guest. Um, but yeah, your mission statement is is just something that resonates with you that you want your life to be all about. Um, I created one in a class and mine's mine's similar to, to some of these, but it's like laughing often, recognizing life's about serving others and loving Jesus and and dancing when when you need help. I don't know, just it's that is not my mission statement, but those are things that are important to me. Like make, make the stumble part of the dance or yeah, just laughing often. That is, that is huge in my life and laugh, being able to laugh at yourself when you make mistakes. So that's habit two. just begin with the end in mind, which I think is a principle that a lot of people learn and, and it helps you discover like, okay, who am I and what does it look like? And then from there, you go to habit three, which is put first things first. So you, you're ready to go. You're proactive. You have a vision. You know what you like. And now it's, it's doing it. What does it mean to be active in those things that you've established? And the, the biggest example for this, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, is the big rocks and little rocks. There's a jar filled with all these little rocks. And then you have big rocks sitting outside that maybe one's vacation, family, um, friends, vacation, work, um, church responsibility, spirituality, and you have to fit those big rocks into this jar that's already full of all these little rocks and you can't, you have to pick and choose and you're not sure which ones are more important and you don't fit them all in. So then you have a new jar and you put the big rocks in first and then you fill in all the little rocks. So what are your big rocks? What is important to you and what do you want to not let get in the way of those big rocks? And, and maybe make a list, like what are the little things that you let get in the way of fitting in your big rocks and what's important? There's also this quadrant you can look up, Stephen Covey quadrant, and there's importance and urgency, non-importance and non-urgent. And there's those four quadrants that can help you kind of prioritize the things in your lives. And this helps great in a work setting as well. So with those three habits, it helps create those private victories, which then set you up for having public victories and being able to focus on others. And the first habit, so habit four, the first in that quadrant is think win-win. And this one was kind of hard for me to understand at first because I'm like, okay, yeah, compromise. But no, win-win is like 
a higher and holier version of compromise because it is really thinking outside the box and seeing people as people and it's it's based on a relationship versus what you want and it is an abundance principle there's enough for everyone to win which I mean there's controversy with everyone's a winner but in this sense it's creating those scenarios where everyone can win and I think in sports it it can get confusing with winning and losing and that's a topic for another day but this win-win is having those paradigm shifts that help you be sincere in wanting other people to win as well and it's so much more fun when you can win with other people versus yourself and yeah so habit four is win-win and yeah there's so much I could go into on this one and examples that can help you understand so I would google those but you you kind of naturally think of others and that leads exactly to habit five which is seek first to understand then be understood and yeah so it's being courageous and considering others and that was habit four sorry I jumped I jumped back so being courageous and considerate can set you up to have win-wins, right? Winning is speaking up for something you believe in, but also considering the other side. And then habit five is seek first to understand, then be understood. So you understand your feelings, you understand, then you start to better understand others' feelings and why they think the way they do and being more open-minded, And understanding can precede action and precede judgment. And this habit stood out to the group I was with. We we talked about this one a lot because it just helps relationships in general to be more compassionate and sympathetic toward others because you're you're not focusing on yourself. You're focusing on others and what things mean to them and why things are important to them that can help you still know what's important to yourself, but but ultimately both better agree or agree to disagree and sometimes that's the third alternative is just realizing there's not a win-win situation and moving forward um yeah there's there's so much I could say and I'm trying to make this concise and just a, a good overview of them but yeah seeking first to understand can help us truly understand ourselves in a way too because we'll we'll be more open to what resonates with us and realize we're not always right and we can still bring our ideas to a table and hear other people's ideas and create an even greater idea than both of you could have done on your own and I think that's the power of of win-win and the power of connection and then habit six is synergize I think that's when habit four and five come come together and it's being able to work with anyone and working through differences and valuing differences who is it hard to work with and why like what's different about you but what's something you can learn because of those differences and then yeah the third alternative is none of us have thought of it before and now together we've created it and it's it's allowing those what-ifs to happen and having wild imagination but letting it grow into something real I really love synergize. It's just a fun word to say anyways, but it's it's really maximizing both ideas into something greater and working well and validating others' ideas as well. That ha- like from step from habit 5, you value other people so much more because you understand them. You understand where they're coming from. And when you start to see the other side, you can help other people feel validated. You can feel validated yourself as you have that courage to speak up and to share. 
So that's habit six. And then habit seven is the all-encompassing habit, sharpen the saw. And this one kind of goes back, for me, it parallels with habit one, being proactive. But I mean, those those private victories, sharpening the saw is just going back to how can you set yourself up to be living these habits. And it's two quotes I loved was, service is the rent we pay for our room on earth. Reading is to the mind as exercise is to the body. So this one's more meditative and getting to our roots and being grounded and continuing to work on ourselves. You know, if there was a great example, and I I know many people have felt this in their lives before, but it's like you could have a day where instead of getting up early, you sleep through your alarm and then you run out of time, you don't eat breakfast and then you're off to work and you're grumpy because you're hungry and then you make you make a snarky comment because you're tired and and there's all these things that that don't set you up for success and you don't apologize to your significant other for something that went wrong and and you've made all these decisions and sometimes it's all spurred because you didn't get up when you wanted to you know and you're not living you're not living the best life you're not being responsible for what you want your life to look like so sharpening the size is getting back to to those key core principles and values in your life and say, no, you know, it is important. If I wake up early, then, then you have a few more minutes to meditate. You reflect on the conversation you had with your significant other the night before and you, you, you respond and you apologize and then you make a nice breakfast. You eat healthy, nutritious foods. You're off to work. You can contribute and participate better. You come home and you can relax and it, it all just starts with with putting those big big rocks in first and and I think living in the moment and enjoying what you're doing, enjoying those routines that you set up for yourself. And there's four dimensions of renewal of renewal, body, heart, mind, and spirit. And thinking about all those areas in your life and what fills your cup and how do you get those in your life and how can you make those important. Um yeah, I think habit seven was also another big key takeaway for many people because they're like, you know, what? if I want to accomplish any of these habits, I need to be sharpening my saw. And everyone knows that example of if your saws, if your saw is not sharp, you're not going to be able to cut down the tree. And yeah, the tree is all the other habits and you want to be able to to do all these things and be effective, right? The whole point of this is to be effective, but not just in work, but in, in our relationships, in our lives, in, in what we want our life to look like and in making the most of our lives. And I, I think these habits are awesome. I encourage you to dive in. I would love to share more of what I learned and examples. I have tons of notes and a nice little workbook that has so many examples. So if you want to learn more, please reach out. But till then, stay tuned. We have a great episode next week that I'm so excited for you to hear and have a wonderful week. And yeah, spread the light, light the passion, truly tap into what you love. And we'll see you next week. Bye.